Welcome again to a study of Galatians. We begin with chapter 3, verse 7, where Paul writes, So you see that it is men of faith who are sons of Abraham. And this follows his declaration that Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Paul wants to prove to the Galatians that salvation and blessing and any connection with Abraham is not through circumcision, which the Jews were trying to force on them, but it is through Abraham's faith, and it is through our faith. Now, can one be Abraham's child without circumcision? Yes. Whether you are a Jew or a Gentile, as Paul will prove by citing another scripture related to Abraham. That takes us to verse 8, which reads, And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. Well, as soon as he mentions Gentiles, you have to realize that Gentiles didn't practice circumcision. So he's talking about people who are apart from this sacred ritual of the Old Testament of circumcision. Now, we dare not slide over verse 8 because it says something which most people miss. Now, let's look at it again. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel. The scripture preached the gospel? What is Paul doing here? He's uh, giving the word life. The scripture is God's word, and here it refers to the Old Testament writings. And Paul emphasizes a truth here which is not generally accepted. He equates scripture with God. Who spoke to Abraham regarding this promise? It was God who spoke. But here Paul says the scripture preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham. When we talk about Scripture, we're talking about God's Word. There's no difference between God speaking and Scripture, because Scripture is the Word of God. When Jesus was rejecting the temptations of the evil one in Matthew chapter 4, he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What God has said reflects the character of God and his righteousness and his justice. The Bible speaks for God. Now, this passage is referring to Genesis chapter 12, and God is speaking to Abraham. In verse 3, it says, And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Paul said that passage means that the scripture was preaching beforehand the gospel to Abraham. I don't see any gospel in there, do you? Oh, yes, it's in there. It's in the last clause. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Was that good news to Abraham? It indeed was. Not only to him, but to everybody. All nations ought to know this passage, that through the descendant of Abraham, all nations will be blessed. And if they did, 
they would welcome Jesus the Christ, who proved that he was the descendant of Abraham, the Messiah King, promised by all the Old Testament prophets. Gospel means good news, and God gave good news to Abraham about what he was going to do. We need to see here that Paul has personified the scripture in verse 8, and he writes that scripture preached the gospel back there some 2,000 years earlier. It was good news to Abraham that all the men of the world would be blessed, and they would be blessed by being declared righteous through faith. In ages past, think of it, God determined to justify Gentiles by faith through the descendant of Abraham, Jesus the Savior. The grace of God becomes more evident to us as we consider that all men were alienated from God, and they deserved the divine justice of God's wrath. But God in his great mercy conceived a rescue plan through this one man for all nations. When it says, it preached beforehand, before what? Before Christ, who was the promised blessing. Listen to Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. A record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And moving to verse 17 of Matthew chapter 1, Thus there were fourteen generations in all from Abraham to David, fourteen from David to the exile to Babylon, and fourteen from the exile to Christ. Matthew chapter 1 tells us that Jesus is the rightful heir, the legal heir of Abraham, to receive the blessings and to be a blessing to all nations. It tells us he is also the legal heir of David. You see, God made a covenant with both of these men. With Abraham, it was to be a blessing to all nations and to give him many descendants, and that included Gentile descendants also. Well, if it included Gentiles, it couldn't be through circumcision or any other physical means, because Gentiles didn't practice that, nor are they of the bloodline of Abraham. Therefore, he is speaking of faith. It's something internal, not something external, such as circumcision, and it has to do with faith. Those who believe, whether they're Jews or Gentiles, are linked to Abraham through faith. If you are a Gentile and you believe in Jesus Christ, you are just as much a descendant of Abraham as any Jew living today. And in God's sight, you are more a descendant of Abraham, because you have the Christ connection, and that's what God honors. God thinks more about Christ than he does about circumcision. And you need to come to God through Christ, not through circumcision, not through water or some other ritual. It's faith that counts, as Paul said. Whether you are circumcised or not circumcised doesn't matter very much. What counts is faith working through love. The gospel in verse 8 of Galatians 3 is the good news of salvation through Christ. To Abraham, it announced blessing to men who had no physical connection to him. It tells us that faith can do what circumcision cannot do. 
If the scripture had not foreseen that faith alone would justify man, there would be no reason to link this promise to Abraham. It might have, instead, linked the promise to Moses. Now this is ironical. Consider this. Those with physical ties to Abraham, the Jews and the Arabs, are among those who more than others reject the promise and seek another way to God. How do they do it? By law and religion. In the case of the Jews, they have been blinded in part, spiritually blinded because of their rejection of the Savior. And in regard to Arabs, many of whom are Muslims, they have believed a lie, a lie which came from the founder of their religion, who taught them that it wasn't Isaac that was sacrificed by Abraham, but it was Ishmael. The scriptures declare that it was Isaac who was offered up. Both the New Testament and the Old Testament declare that. And yet, the Islamic religion believes a lie and refuses to accept the revelation of God regarding that testimony. Nor will they accept Jesus Christ as the Messiah King, the one sent by God. Instead, they believe that he's only a prophet who was never crucified and who someday will be sent back to earth by God. But Jesus Christ is either crucified or he is a liar and the scriptures are untrue. You can't say you believe the Bible, but do not believe that Jesus is God the Son and was crucified, buried, and resurrected. Now Gentiles then are blessed like Abraham. He was accepted by God and declared righteous before he was circumcised and before the law age. It had to be that way because Gentiles were neither under the law nor were they circumcised. Now the question that comes to us is this. Did Abraham understand that one of his descendants was to be the Messiah, the Savior of the world? Jesus indicated that he did. In John chapter 8, Jesus declared to Jews who were resisting his authority, quote, Your father Abraham rejoiced that he was to see my day. Now, Jesus is referring to himself here, that Abraham knew about this Jesus. So, from that statement, we have reason to believe that Abraham was given understanding that his descendant, the Christ, would be a blessing to all nations. Abraham himself couldn't be a blessing to all nations because he died. Nor were all the other descendants necessarily a blessing to all nations. Many nations have regarded the Jews, who were descendants of Abraham, as a curse rather than a blessing. Hitler was one of those, and he tried to wipe them out, but he failed. The Apostle Peter, when he preached to a crowd of Jews who had gathered as a result of a miracle performed on a crippled man at the temple gate, said this in Acts chapter 3, Indeed, all the prophets from Samuel on, as many as have spoken, have foretold these days, and you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, Through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you, 
to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. So here Peter is quoting Genesis chapter 12, and he makes the connection with the Christ. Now the question that comes to us also is, how much did Abraham understand about the Christ? We must not go too far, for there's nothing in the scripture that indicates he knew that the Christ would be crucified, that he would be rejected by his people, that he would be buried, and that he would be resurrected. None of that is found in the text that deals with God's instruction there to Abraham. The Old Testament prophets, of course, talked about the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. But did Abraham know all that? There is no evidence in the scriptures to tell us the answer to that question. Nevertheless, Abraham was given some revelation about the coming Messiah, and he rejoiced. That Messiah would be one of his descendants, who would be a blessing to all nations. And that has happened ever since Jesus sent his disciples out after his resurrection to go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to do what he told them to do. Did you know that Abraham was saved by grace just as we are? He didn't do anything to earn his salvation. It was a gift of God. Abraham believed God, and God declared him righteous. Our free booklet on grace will teach you how you can receive God's righteousness by grace through faith. Write for a copy today to the Radio Bible Course. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.